Hello everybody and welcome to episode 97 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Play that funky music, white girl. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everybody else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. Why would anyone do that? We don't. Everything is free for everyone. If you like what we offer, then bung us a few quid. And if you don't, then, uh, you know, do what you like. Um, anyway, uh, I'm joined here on this grey and misty, dull and un- uninspiring February the 1st um, by my lovely Katie, who is not dull, very inspiring <laughs> and uh, not very February the 1st. Um, but anyway, there you are. Why am I not very February the 1st? I don't know. Okay. I don't know who who is very February the 1st. I mean, obviously um, I agree about the inspiring bit. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I am here at Fetchies. Um, I'm using this um, podcast today um, as therapy to help keep my mind busy um, because I'm still, some percentage of me, still sitting on the Isle of Wight with my dad. Um, so forgive me for not having the most amazing energy, but believe me that doing the podcast is, is definitely a little bit of therapy for me today. And, um, we're going to do a little chat together, um, but not too much, I don't think. And then I'm basically going to stitch together all of the fabulous contributions we've got from Fetchies. And, um, we've got a real treat for you today. Yeah, there's Um, some crackers and then there's a, a real sort of, uh... mysterious thing coming up mysterious and mystical we think we know don't we but well anyway yeah we think we know but we're not sure i've got a theory and i think you've got the same theory but yeah yeah anyway well make your own minds up later on yeah um so uh, training then how about you well um i've not got a lot to say i've i've done um a couple of runs this last week and um i'm sort of really satisfied about them in the sense of I got out and did them and um, my pace was pretty good on Saturday's run. It was really horrible weather. It was just manky. Mm. Um, so getting it done was good. Um, and I've been yogaring. I've been just steadily working my way through the breath yoga which is um adrian's this year's 30 day yoga program i'm on day 12 is it breath or breathe it's breath okay fair enough yeah yeah there is no e okay i thought you were looking bendier right (laughs) okay good Um, yeah the weather was atrocious on the yeah yeah so i got that done and then i just I kind of hunkered down and and did hot water bottle blanket crochet and telly on Saturday. Yeah. Any good telly recommendations from your watching? Well, I would definitely recommend Bridgerton, um, but it gets quite raunchy. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a good distraction. Um, what else have I watched? can't remember. We're, we're both kind of working our way through the US version of The Office at the moment. I think we're in Series 5. We've just been sort of chain-watching those. Yeah. A little bit. 
Um, and I'm into the final series of Breaking Bad now with the boy. Mm. Um, again, that's a, another great one. I'm still watching ER. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Lots of the original cast still in there. I can't remember what I watched. It's really yeah, weird. Bit of a blur. Bit of a blur. Bridgerton oh, was enough. most of the weekend, I think. Mm. So with various films popped in. Anyway, what about your training? Um, pretty good, I guess. So Sunday, we went to the Isle of Wight. Monday, I don't usually run on a Monday anyway, because we do the podcast first thing. Um, and then Monday evening, we got back. Um, we, no, I can't remember the timeline, actually. But um, anyway, we discovered at one point that um, there was a horrible stink coming from our boiler. Sunday evening. Sunday evening. Okay, so that was Monday. So I've got no excuse, really. But um, yeah, so one of the days I didn't run because we had no heating on um, whilst we waited for the plumber to come out and investigate the boiler. Um, and anyway, that's all sorted now. And it was uh, a weird sort of backflow from the soil pipe. Mm. Um, which was making everything smell disgusting. We were worried that like it could have been gas or something like that, but it was just stink. Um, anyway, that's that's sorted out now. So, um, and Wednesday is the day that I normally travel up and get the boy, get him all sorted, get him settled in. Um, so I got to Thursday and I hadn't done any training at all. So I thought, right, I've got, I want I want my three runs. So this is the week where I do my back to back. So I did a run on Thursday morning, which was about five and a half. No, no, what am I saying? I did eight miles on Thursday morning. So I got up at 6.30 and mm. uh, out of the door by seven. Uh, it was actually dark when I started um, and raining. Um, but I thought, come on, now or never. Um, so I was running up the canal path, dodging puddles and sometimes just landing right in the middle of puddles because I couldn't see too much. I could see enough that I wasn't going to fall in the canal, which is a plus. Mm. Uh, I saw literally one cyclist um, and in the first mile and then I think uh, a dog walker, a pair of dog walkers in the second mile, but that was about it until it started getting light. Um, so the first two or three miles were pretty sort of hard going but then uh turning around and, and running back along the canal it was pretty nice then and the world is sort of waking up around me so that's a nice feeling to watch that happen mm. um so i got my eight on thursday uh friday morning i thought right i'm gonna do my back to back so i just did a little one just to make sure that i wasn't overdoing anything so just a three and a bit miles and that was nice and uh, it felt pretty good actually my legs felt pretty okay a little bit tired to start with but just like stiff more than anything and then Saturday I had a rest and then Sunday I got up early again and did 11 miles and um, I'd made plans to make sure I was back by 10 a.m for when the boy waked, waked up woke up um, but he was sort of still asleep in bed for about another hour so I could have done more and I felt like I could have done more as well so um, that's pretty good. Um, good heart rate stats. Um, I was keeping under my 70% threshold, so felt pretty good. Um, and yeah, just a king of the world sort of run, um, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Do that's you. good. So I think I ended up with about 23 miles for the week. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I just thought I'd look at my heart rate for my Saturday run because it's probably the quickest pace I've done for a while. Yeah. I was at 154. 
163. No, that's the max. Go, go right the way up to the top and you should get like the average figure for the entire run. 154. Okay. So to put that into like a meaningful place, you've got to know what your, how that relates to your maximum, I suppose. Mm. Um, I do something called um, the working heart rate reserve, I think it's called. So it's the, um, my resting heart rate is about 46, 47 most of the time. And my maximum, I think, is 185. So I take 70% of that range and add that to the resting heart rate. And that gives me, I think it's 143 beats per minute. So my sort of easy running has to be under 143 beats per minute. So that's what I aim for. And that's what I managed on, on my long run. And I maintained it all the way throughout, which is pretty rare. Normally it just creeps up as you get a little bit dehydrated and warmed up and everything. Mm. Um, but I actually managed to keep it under whilst keeping the pace up, which is, mm. um, I guess it was pretty cold. So my core temperature wasn't going up very much and I probably wasn't sweating as much maybe. So 154. Mm. Um, so maybe you need to work out what your max is mm. and work out what the uh, target heart rate is for you to run underneath for that, for those easier runs. Um, I'm not not that I'm caught. I'm not saying that was an easier no, run. Saturday wasn't an easier run. It was yeah. Felt quite hard work actually, um, but the conditions were rough. Yeah, well that that never helps because you can't get any kind of yeah. rhythm then, can you? You can't yeah relax it's very into windy, it. Very rainy. Yeah. Beanie put a comment on my one of my runs to say to try and run in, at a relaxed kind of pace. She imagines that her arms and legs are sort of jelly. And if you can get that jelly feeling going on in your arms and legs, mm. that they're, you know, then nothing's tensed up or anything like that, then mm. it sort of follows that you're running at a pace that feels nice and relaxed. So it's mm. something to, for people to try out next time they're out running. And that's me, so quite happy with that. Good, well done. So now you've got a whole bunch of stuff to stitch together, lovely contributions from lovely fetchies. I thought you were talking about my crochet for a moment then. I was a bit distracted for a moment and... Um... So, um, is there anything else you want to add before I just get on with putting together these links to these lovely contributions? Um, just to say, um, like a little, a little sort of slight feature. Um, I'm putting together some 10k um, deep dive graphs. Um, I'm aiming to do one every Monday and then to email those out to everybody in the, on the fetch email list, um, as a way of just trying to encourage people to, to, to get them aware of, of what fetch can do with the data. Um, but also to encourage them to come and, you know, join in on the site and everything mm. like that. So, um, I'm aiming to drop one of those graphs every Monday or once a week. Um, uh, the first one's going to be pretty straightforward. It's just going to show the sort of distribution of 10k times. So you can see, like, if you run a 35 minute 10k, that's pretty special. Um, and you, you know, you'd be right at the, the head of the distribution. Um, but just to illustrate to everybody the, the wide range of times that, that people are running. So, um, I know people often come into running thinking I'm going to be the, the worst one out there, but no, there's a, a big spectrum of, of people mm. um, running all sorts of times. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter what other people are doing anyway. You just go out and run one and then try and do better next time or 
try and run somewhere you like and that's all that matters just mm. enjoy your running mm. um but anyway graphs coming um with a bit of explanation cool cool lovely job right, right. so you're going to do some intros and outros for these bits yeah and shall i come back at the end to say cheerio or shall i just let you do it it's up to you okay all right i'm just going to let you do it um, okay. but if you feel like you want me to interject at any point then come and grab me righto all right right love you lots love you too see you in a bit bye right fetchies well the first of our contributors is lynn's d and it's um a nice little piece with some beautiful sounds of nature and Lynn's is um, reflecting on targets. Hi Fetchies, it's Lynn's D. See if you can hear. I really hope you can hear that. What that is, is snow melting and falling off trees. It's the most amazing sound huge great chunks of snow are falling off the trees around me in the forest anyway i um met my mum's and she lives in on the surrey hampshire border and uh it's been very snowy and a bit icy and i was gonna run but um i don't think it's very wise so i've come for a walk and I was listening to the podcast and then I heard this amazing snow falling noise. I thought I would record it for you. I was going to record something anyway just about how lovely it is to be out in the forest with the very blue sky and the very white snow and just how lovely it is just to be out anyway in the fresh air. Um, and then I was listening to the podcast and listening to Ian and Katie and Sarah talking about targets. And most of you will know that I had COVID at the beginning of January. So although my target is 700, as it always is, um, I think I've run something like nine miles this year. So I'm very, very behind. And realistically, it's quite unlikely that I'll catch up. So I thought, ah. Oh, that's a very good point. Instead of feeling a bit glum that I'm just constantly behind my target, I could just adjust my target. So when I get home, that is what I shall be doing. Wishing you a wonderful, well maybe not wonderful, wishing you all a better 2021 than 2020. Bye. Thanks Linz. Um, I love the fact that you were inspired to take some pressure off yourself and um, that is really what we should all be doing at the moment because um, I think we're all starting to feel um, the pressure a bit, whatever's going on in our lives. So um, I'm really glad that you, you did that and um, do drop in again and let us know what your new target was and, and how you're getting on with it. Next up, we have uh, an advert. Who knew? We interrupt your scheduled broadcast to bring you these messages. Come on down to the greatest thread in Fetchland. Over at Tracking Total Training Time, we've got features galore. Marvel at the monthly roundup. Gasp at Gobi's massive figures. 
Boggle with the batty band who love to log anything from knitting and DIY to concept to rowing and indoor climbing. Join in the fun at tttttthread in fetcheveryone.com. Won't end soon. Climbing may go down as well as up. Your sanity is at risk if you do not keep up mindfulness or pay other attention time to it. Terms and conditions apply. Well, thank you, mysterious advert maker. And now here is Happy G to fill us in on the tracking total training time thread. Thanks, Happy. Hi, Fetchies. Happy G here. Didn't realise this podcast had adverts in it. wonder if you can turn them off by becoming a Fetch donor. It would be good to get rid of that twit's awful voice, certainly. But anyway, what is this tracking total training time thing, I hear you ask? First, a bit of history. The concept has been going since 2012. Tracking total training hours back then, but I changed it to time when I took over because I liked all the T's. It was created by Legless, Fetchy number 6865, so a 2006 user, last seen in 2018. Legless, if you're still about, big thanks for your clever creation. First contributors included Plodding Hippo, Jim Freak, and Foxy Davy, stars the lot of them. The original ethos, according to Legless, was a thread for those feeling left out by all the whatever miles in 2012 threads, etc. Let's track hours instead of miles. The only rule is whatever you class as training counts as training. Oh, I've just discovered with a bit of fetch forum archaeology that actually I started a 365 hours in 2011 thread before that 2012 one even. Oops. Uh, In that one, what it said was, uh, hi, I'm feeling left out with the 1000 mile in 2011 threads because I'm limited in how much running I can do, but I'm doing lots of other supplemental or cross training. So this thread is for anyone doing lots of cross training instead of running for whatever reason, injury, life balance, triathlon, other non-running race objectives, or any other reason. Oh, I've just seen Scribbler was on it in 2011 too. Lol. 10 uh, years of time tracking. Wow. Anyway, enough of history. Uh, we're back for 2020, re-inspired by Sai's blog of 24th of July 2019, where he said, now that I'm halfway through the year, I'm revisiting my goal. I still like PBs, who wouldn't? And there's still a reasonable chance I may achieve them. But now there's something I actually want more than PBs. I want consistency, long-term perpetuating consistency. So this thread is for anyone who doesn't just want mileage target uh, or or PBs, um, but wants to be active and still wants to set themselves goals. There are pretty much no rules about what you log as training. Whatever you count counts. Running, cycling, swimming, sure. But we've also got rowers, indoor climbers. Uh, We've also got walking, yoga, stretching, general gym work, strength and conditioning, and yes, even meditating. Why? Well, because it all con- contributes to well-being. Whether you're injured and trying to recover or not injured and don't want to be, it's a place to set yourself goals and track your progress. There's a usual fat fetch banter in there, uh, positive support for goals that you set and monthly achievements, a bit of ribbing for the highest achievers. Can you believe Gobi will, be, will top 1,000 hours this year of training? Uh, and a kick up the butt for anyone who needs it. But also understanding support, where finding time has been tough, and reminders that any time you can find for yourself is worthwhile and to be celebrated. Right, we've got some reviews now from our uh, satisfied users, not bribed, of course. Right, better than Stravis, as Mrs. Trellis of Wales, we all know her. Uh, hugely motivational, Autumn Leaves of Warrington. My entire adult life has sport in it, Gobby of the Dark Side. Oh, and sleep, train, eat, work, eat, train, work, eat, train, eat. 
That's another Gobi one, still on the dark side. He gets two quotes because, well, he's done 1,100 hours of training this year. This thread is a miracle cure, says Gimme Medals of Sunny Scunny. Uh, Not Gleethorpe, by the way. Uh, By the way, disclaimer on that one. Other aids may have been involved. Cures can go down as well as up. And then the final one, only training target I'll hit this year, says Scribbler of Northeast Beaches. Thread isn't annual anymore. I resurrected in 2019 and we just reset it at the end and restart for 2020 and we'll still be there in 2021. So why not come and say hi? And if you think having a time goal might be useful for you or just a bit of fun, then name a number of hours for 2021 and we'll track total training time together. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to all you wonderful fetchies. Cheers. Thanks again. Yeah, it's interesting. I think my mindset has changed over the years to thinking more about enjoying the exercise that I'm doing and having a mixture of training that I'm doing. I'm missing swimming so much at the moment. It's it's horrible. Um, and I'm just looking forward to when we can get back in the water, I don't mind which water it is. Um, I just want to be back in. And um, yeah, so I can totally relate to that feeling of um, not thinking about so much about miles, but just thinking about the time spent and having a different way of looking at the, the goals um, and, and giving yourself something to not compete for, but to um train towards. Next on the agenda is ITG and she is speaking to Ed J and talking all things music and running and ultras and all sorts of other things too. Over to those two. Hello Fetchies, this is ITG reporting for FetchEveryone.com, the website for runners, cyclists and swimmers that doesn't hide its base features behind a paywall. With me in the virtual studio today we have Ed G, winner of Member of the Month from August 2020. Hello, Ed. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. So my first question for you is, can I join the band? Well, we'll have to talk about the audition process, including scales and sight reading, but I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll find a place for you and you'd be very do welcome. I, do I need to do arpeggios? Mm, maybe. We'll think about that. Okay. All right, no, it's been a while. Everyone is very welcome. Thank you, Ed. I think uh, as well, we'll see through some of the questions and discussion later that you have a really open uh, policy towards the band and really bring everyone in to, to be included. But we have a number of questions to get through. So without further ado, Pedro Scals, congratulations on winning member of the month. My question is, if time and money were no object, what route or race would you really love to do? Well, thank you. Um, Without having done a lot of research, I think I'd have to say the Moab 240, which I stumbled on a month or so ago. Um, When I was young, free and single, I spent quite a few holidays exploring Utah in the USA. Really loved the scenery and the climate and the vibe. And doing a 240-mile race out there amongst the the canyons and the Red Rock would just be amazing and expensive and, I think, quite hard. But I'd like to give it a go. Sounds very hard. So what exactly is this Moab 240? I mean, guess a trail race over a couple of days? Ultramarathon, yeah, Sing, yes. single stage. But um, yeah, what, what does that mean, single stage? Um, so the kind of the clock starts and doesn't stop until you finish, rather than a multi-day race where you'd you'd run a day, then kind of the clock stops and you'd have a night's sleep. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I thought only only ultras that were like stop go were you know the the real one. Um, no, that's uh, full marathon's quite enough for me. I think uh, anything more than that, and I'd probably die. 
Um, but Rosehip then asks, which might be related, what mad adventure have you got planned next? Well, nothing booked yet. Um, I've been tempted by the Hardmores um, Ultra Series and I've been tempted by the Hardmores 200, but I've just found out that doesn't run next year. Um, so I'm also looking at the Warrior's Way, which is a 260 mile race, um, although no crew and fairly minimal support. So still not quite sure about that. I'll just have to see perhaps how training goes. You do like your ultras. I do. Um, so Angus Clydesdale, where in the world is your favourite place to be? Um, well, I'm going to mix in a bit of music now and say my favourite place is probably sitting behind a piano accompanying a really good singer. Um, it's difficult to describe that sort of kind of connection you get when you're, when you're playing with someone really good and you're both really into the music together. Um, also, just that feeling in an orchestra pit about five minutes before curtain up, there's a real sort of a real buzz and excitement. Um, but I guess if we're talking about running, um, I love running around the RSPB Nature Reserve in Sandy, where I live. Um, some really beautiful trails there or particular favourite beach in Sea Pauling in Norfolk. I like running up and down. Fantastic. Uh, Pot Hunter, congratulations, Ed, and thanks again for all the hours you invested in the band. Who are your sporting and non-sporting heroes? Well, thank you, Pot Hunter. Um, I think my earliest sporting hero is probably Daley Thompson, um, just for his his exploits and his character. And then I guess later in the 80s, probably Rory Underwood, who was the, the rugby player I would never be. Um, beyond that, probably a sort of wider list of, of sportsmen and women I admire, but but I don't think any particular heroes. And, um, and again, outside of sport, Lots of people I respect, lots of people I've learned from, but I don't think there's anyone I'd, I'd put as a hero, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Fair enough. It's the land of equality after all. Uh, Wes Moores, but again, looking at maybe not heroes, but if you could meet anyone past or present, who would it be and why? Well, I realise it's, I think, the same answer that Chunky Wizard gave recently, um, but I'd quite like to meet my dad again. Um, he died very suddenly 15 years ago, and I kind of feel sorry that uh, he's, he's missed out on a lot. Um, so it'd be good to, you know, tell him what's happening with his granddaughters, how they've turned out. He'd be really proud of them. And also, I think he'd be a pretty awesome ultramarathon crew as well. So it'd be, it'd be nice to fit him in on that. So you would like to see him, but you'd also like to use him for baggage carrying services. Definitely, yes. Absolutely. Get take advantage. Susie Sue, many congratulations. Well deserved. What got you running in the first place and what motivates you to keep going? I mean, this is a man, after all, who's planning to run 240 miles. So there must be something that gets you up in the morning. Um, well, I think in terms of why I started, it's probably back to my dad again. Um, so he died of a heart attack when he was 61, um, despite not appearing particularly unhealthy, although he never quite succeeded in stopping smoking and he largely existed on a diet of cheese and Mars bars. Um, but I did lots of sport and walking when I was younger, gave that up with, you know, job in London and a young family and sort of got out of the habit. I think my dad dying was probably a bit of a wake up call that although I was in my mid to late 30s and very slim, I might not have been that fit. Um, also got diabetes on my mother's side. So around about that time, I think 10, 15 years ago, I was working near Green Park in London. So lovely park just outside the office. There were showers in the office. So I just bought myself a pair of trainers and started. Um, found myself getting faster, joined the club, enjoyed getting faster, reached the point where to get any faster, I was going to have to do lots of really serious training. So then I've sort of enjoyed challenging myself by, by running longer. Um, 
and also I really enjoy conquer size, really enjoy sort of expanding my empire and exploring new places. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive to go from uh, just 10 to 15 years and to be really looking at ultra. So you've certainly uh, found something to keep you going. Um, Ness, um, regarding your motivation, what is the best piece of advice you've been given for either running or life in general? Um, so I think from the running, I've taken lots of helpful advice for ultra marathons from the various blogs and articles that Binks has written. Um, and I think the most useful one for me is uh, not extrapolating. So if you're 25, 25 miles into a 100 mile race and you're feeling rubbish, you're not going to be feeling three times as rubbish at 75 miles. You could be feeling five times as rubbish, but actually you're likely to be going through a good patch then. Um, and I think the other thing I sort of distilled for myself is um, just taking a step back every now and again and thinking, why are you running? Um, you know, you're putting too much pressure on yourself where really you're just doing it to in, enjoy it or, or be fit. Uh, outside of running, um, I sort of quite often use the maxim of, you know, this too shall pass. So if you're going through a really crappy day or a difficult meeting, knowing that at the end of the day, you're probably still going to have a job and a home and a family and everything's going to be all right. Yeah, that's a good one. I say that to myself a lot. This too shall pass, usually with regard to parenting these days. But uh, yeah, it certainly gets you through a tough run. Yes. Um, although I have to say you're not quite selling the whole ultra business to me. Now, one of the reasons that you uh, won member of the month, or at least a lot of people's reasons for voting for you, including uh, my own, was the great work you did on the Fetch Band. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of our listeners to the podcast may have missed this, which would be scandalous and disgraceful. But uh, back in July, I think you finally produced the London Marathon theme, The Trap, with all kinds of volunteer musicians from all over the Fetch site. So perhaps you can tell me something about that before we ask some more pertinent questions. Yeah, of course. So I think that the idea probably arose quite early in lockdown. Um, I was certainly missing doing musical things with other people. Um, the fetch musicians thread had been started, I think, a year or so ago, but it was pretty quiet. So I just put a thing on there saying anybody fancy doing something, doing something as a virtual band. Lots of people signed up. We, we sort of chose the tune. Um, I arranged it, um, sent people their parts, everyone recorded their bits separately. And then after a lot of faffing, I finally edited it all together and we had a, yes, we had our virtual band. Yeah, and a wonderful it was too. And if you want to chase that up, if you go to YouTube and you just do a search for Fetch Everyone London Marathon theme, you should find it at the top of the list. Now we have a question from avid listener ITG. Well deserved for your Fetch Band efforts. Now, let's be honest. Was there a time or times when you regretted offering to set up, arrange, record and edit the band? Was it like a marathon when you swear never again at mile 21, but a few weeks later find yourself signing up again? Well, I usually get that feeling in about mile five of a marathon. But um, but for the band, I can honestly say, nope. Um, yeah, it was quite hard work. And I felt a bit kind of guilty that it was um, it was dragging on and people had sent their recordings in months before. Um, no, but everyone was very patient and really enjoyed, you know, getting to meet some people virtually. And it was lovely hearing how much people did enjoy doing it as well. And how much people enjoyed listening to it. It was a great uh, smiley corners of the mouth and possibly a little bit of damp eyes uh, when we were all listening to that on the podcast. Um, Gimme Medals asks, congratulations on a very well-deserved win. Your inclusive approach to the Fetch Band is true fetchiness. As if you're not already busy enough, you now have questions to answer. What's your favourite piece of music to run to? 
Well, Gimme Medals is now always known as Gimme Sax, which is how she was labelled in the in the mix for the Fetch Band. Um, but I, I never listen to music when I'm running. Um, this is odd. I always have it on if I'm driving or cooking or in the background when I'm working. Um, but I've never really felt the need. I can usually find enough things going on in my head to to um, occupy myself, be it scenery or navigation and so forth. Um, I've usually got a tune going around in there as well, but that could be anything. Um, Bark, Eminem recently, a bit of Hamilton, all depends. I'll tell you a good one for peace, I find is uh, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, the first movement of spring is a good, keeps you going when you're trying to go down a big hill. Yeah, you must run faster than me. Only downhill. The other one is, oh, what's it called? Oh, I've forgotten the name of the band now as well, this is so stupid. Take On Me. All That's right. got a good beat in it for, mm. for running along if you're trying to get your speed up. Mm. Now, moving on from Wombling Plodder, Welsh Womble, congratulations, I really enjoyed the Fetch Orchestra. What's your favourite musical, musical instrument and why, either to play or listen to? Um, so I think to play definitely the piano. Um, it's the one I'm best at and, and it's versatile. You can you kind of accompany yourself and do a tune and you can do lots of different styles. Um, to listen to, I'm going to go a bit niche and say an oboe d'amore, just mm, got a really interesting sound. I uh, never got past grade five on the piano. My, it was all uh, two hands together was always a little bit much. That was uh, my stopping point. I think I was about 12 or 13 and I realised I was never going to get any better. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, 30 years later, I have not got any better. Barefoot Elf, or Barefoot M, as she's often known. Congratulations on all counts. You're obviously hugely musically talented. I'm in awe. Is there any instrument you've always wanted to play, and why? Um, well, first, I hope to uh, hope we're going to be getting Barefoot M on ukulele and I Shep on bass for the next um, the next Fetch Band recording. Um, I've always fancied playing the guitar, um, kind of blues and rock. Um, but I've just never been able to do it. I just cannot get my left hand in the right place for it to work, despite several goes. So I think that's going to remain an unfulfilled ambition. Yeah, there's still time. Took up running at what, 40-something? Um, sorry, 30s. Um, thank you. Alice the Camel, congratulations and another thank you. Do you have a favourite composer or genre of music? Um, I think that's very difficult to answer. So if you were to have a bit of a rummage on my piano, you'd find Bach, Barber, Brahms, Beethoven, Chopin, Debussy, Mozart, Rachmaninoff, a um, couple of volumes of the real book, which are jazz standards arranged um, for people to play along with, and musical theatre bits and pieces. Um, and to sing, I think I probably like the sort of bookends of Renaissance and, and more contemporary music with lots of bits in between. So, yeah, complete range, I'm afraid. Bit of everything. I have to say, Rachmaninoff on the piano is absolutely spectacular. There is no I, time that's not right to listen to Rachmaninoff on a piano. I leave it there on the piano just, just to show off. I can't play any of it, but I just leave it there to look impressive when people come in. There are an awful lot of notes that have to be hit at the same time, that is true. Now, Raggedy Runner, final question of the day. Congratulations, I love the video of the Fetch Orchestra. If you could choose only one laser activity, what would it be, running or music? Well, I'd say my, I guess my three leisure activities are, are running, playing the piano and singing. Um, it's actually difficult to do some of those in combination. If you were to force me to choose, I think it would have to be music. It's probably the one I've been doing longest. Um, it's probably um, 
given me more satisfaction and introduced me to loads of people. So if you made me choose, it'd be music. Something giving you more satisfaction, but you still run 100 miles. You must really love music. I do see the problem, though. I think singing and running, singing, playing the piano can work together. Yeah, yeah. Playing the piano and running could be tricky. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult to make that work. Well, Ed, we've reached the end of our questions from our great Fetch uh, contributors. Thank you very much for the interview. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our avid podcast listeners? Um, I just would again say to the band thank you for all for joining in if you want to join in the next um next recording which hopefully i'll be arranging soon then let us know drop it on the musicians thread and thanks for all the lovely feedback um when we did the did the first one yes please please keep me uh, on your list for your next fetch band um so thank you very much ed thank you listeners this is itg reporting for fetcheveryone.com and over back to the fetch podcast bye Hi. Thanks both. Well, that has conjured up an interesting image for me of someone somehow trying to play on a tiny keyboard whilst running. Um, it also made me go and look up uh, the the piano player from the Peanuts cartoon, uh, Schroeder and his tiny piano. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was thinking of how Ed J could combine his his main two loves. Um, obviously he would also need a runner who can sing amazingly next to him for it to be fully his true love Um, but thanks for that guys that was lovely I really appreciate the time that that's taken to do that so thank you very much ITG um, and Ed J for this one and now we've got the scribbler on her beach which is always um, a treat indeed and she's talking about being introverted and the current lockdown. Hello Fetchies, it's a scribbler here just taking a late afternoon walk on my beach. You can probably hear it's a little bit busier than last time I was here. Dogs and walkers. I'm just walking along the tide line now and there's a couple of little gulls hanging about and a massive, massive gang of them all sitting out on the water. Just little white dots in the far distance. Probably herring gulls. I've been keeping my eye on them because often when you see a big group of gulls like that it means there's a lot of fish nearby and when I've seen a big gang of gulls like that I've also occasionally seen dolphins but it doesn't look like they're around today. Anyway, I've been walking along um, thinking about you guys and one of the last times I recorded something like this today I haven't really got my thoughts straight so I've no idea what I'm going to say but you know what it's just kind of nice to talk to somebody it's taken three lockdowns and a global pandemic but yeah I think I've reached the limits of my introversion. Us introverts, it's not that we don't like people, it's just that we find 
being in a group of them for a long period of time or lots of extrovert, excitable, noisy people, we find that really draining. Whereas some people really get their energy from that kind of excitement and enthusiasm. Introverts generally need a little bit of time alone or in a quiet space to reflect and to draw that energy in. So I've had quite a lot of that. But actually now, I'm really finding I'm losing that energy physically, mentally, emotionally, and definitely creatively. I've really struggled to focus on things, work tasks, or even things that I really enjoy. And I think it's because I could do with a bit of an injection of energy from other people. And that's really quite surprised me. It's not just my best beloveds and the people that I know best that I miss, but I've realised it's those little casual interactions. People that I used to say hello to at Parkrun, um, just casual acquaintances, even people I used to see and meet at work, and that's kind of all gone. So, most of the people I interact with now are you guys online, reading your blogs, reading your comments on the forums. And I really enjoy that. It's a different way to stay in touch. And it doesn't work for everybody, but it does work for me. And it does help. So, um, yeah, thanks, Fetchies, for keeping in touch. How are you getting on? Thank you, Scribs, and um, thank you for asking how we're getting on. I think we're all um, just finding this bit of the year a little bit tough. And, um, yes, definitely yearning for those injections of energy, as you call them, from the social interactions that we have with with our loved ones and our friends and um yeah I'm I'm missing those um coffees and cakes in the garden with the local fetchies that we were doing before this lockdown um and uh but we're going to have a little get together hopefully this Wednesday evening on on zoom and I'm very much looking forward to that and um yeah thank you for for another recording from your beach because it is such a treat to hear the sea um, and I've been lucky enough to go and see the sea when I've been visiting my dad. Um, and crossing the Solent is always a beautiful, well, 90% of the time it's beautiful. Right then, now on to the um, final bit of the podcast and a little bit of a mystery here. We have um, someone who sent in uh, a song that they have um, written and performed themselves. And they are under the disguise of the masked fetchy. And uh, we have our own theories as to who this might be, and you may well have your own theories too. 
But I'm going to let the masked fetchy play us out um, this week and um, and leave you with it. It's definitely got a little bit stuck in my head, this song. And um, I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Any theories, please come and post on the podcast thread. And while we're on that subject, we absolutely love hearing from you about your thoughts on the podcast or any ideas. Um, any contributions that you may have always really, really gratefully received and especially at this time when I'm sometimes not really feeling up to much chatting. Um, so please do send those in podcast at fetcheveryone.com. And um, anyway, here we go. The Masked Fetchy. It's where I want to be I'm here Just where I always am I'm here I am the faithful one I'm here Thank you, fetch everyone I came running Fetch everyone. 